the epistle at Mass today, 1 Corinthians. I give thanks to my God always for you, for the grace of God that is given you in Christ Jesus. Perhaps you can paraphrase it and read it like this. I give thanks to my God always for you, for the sanctifying grace of God that is given you in Christ Jesus. That in all things you are made rich in him, in all utterance and knowledge. Sanctifying grace makes you rich. As the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that nothing is wanting to you in any grace, waiting for the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ, who also will confirm you unto the end without crime in the days of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. That comes at your particular judgment. The day that you die, says that Jesus will confirm you unto the end without crime. That means be in the state of sanctifying grace. No unconfessed mortal sin on your soul. You have but to cooperate with Jesus in the, in the sanctification of your soul through prayer and the sacraments, and he will accomplish it. Today's Gospel is Matthew 9. In entering into a boat, Jesus passed over the water and came into his own city. And behold, they brought him one sick of the palsy, lying in a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said to the man sick of the palsy, Be of good heart, son, thy sins are forgiven thee. And behold, some of the scribes said within themselves, He blasphemeth. And Jesus, seeing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? Whether is easier, to say thy sins are forgiven thee, or say arise and walk? But that you may know, that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. And he said to the sick man of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thy house. And he arose, and went into his house. And the multitude, seeing it, feared and glorified God, that gave such power to men. Very important lesson in the Baltimore Catechism today. It's the very last chapter. It's on the four last things. Death, judgment, heaven, hell. It says, when will Christ judge us? Christ will judge us immediately after our death on the last end on the last day. That means the end of the world. So when we die, we'll get judged, and at the end of the world we get judged. The judgment which the judgment we have to undergo immediately after death is called the particular judgment. And the judgment we undergo on the last day at the end of the world is called the general judgment. So remember, the particular judgment is when you die immediately, judged. Then at the end of the world, God's going to rejudge everybody. Or maybe not, that's not the right word to use, rejudge. He's going to confirm the judgment. Question says, why does Jesus judge men immediately after death? 
Answer, to reward or punish them according to their deeds. So what are the rewards or punishment appointed to men's souls according to their deeds at the particular judgment? Answer, the rewards or punishments appointed for men's souls after the particular judgment are heaven, purgatory, hell. Now it's going to break those three down. What is hell? Hell is a state to which the wicked are condemned and in which they are deprived of the sight of God for all eternity and are in dreadful torments. What is purgatory? Purgatory is a state in which those suffer for a time who die guilty of venial sins or without having satisfied the temporal punishment due to their sins. The faithful on earth can help the souls in purgatory by their prayers, fasts, alms, by indulgences, by having masses said for them. Question, if everyone is judged immediately after their death at their particular judgment, what need is there of a general judgment? Answer, there is need of a general judgment, though everyone is judged immediately after his death, particular judgment, that the providence of God, which on earth often permits the good to suffer and the wicked to prosper, may in the end appear just before all men. Will our bodies share in the reward or the punishment of our souls? Yes, our bodies will share in the reward or the punishment of our souls, because through the resurrection they will be united to them again. So what this is saying is that the at the end of the world, all the bodies will rise. Those that died in the state of grace, their bodies will rise. Those that didn't die in the state of grace, their bodies will rise. It says the bodies of the just, those in sanctifying grace, will rise glorious and immortal. While the bodies of the damned, those that died not in the state of sanctifying grace, their bodies will also rise, but they will be condemned to eternal punishment. They won't have those four qualities of a resurrected body like those in the state of sanctifying grace. They'll be hideous and ugly for all eternity, while the saved will be beautiful. What is heaven? Heaven is the state of everlasting life in which we see God face to face and are made like unto him in glory and enjoy eternal happiness. And the final question of the Baltimore Catechism, question 421. It says, what words should we bear always in mind? And it profits the sacred scriptures. It says, what does it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his own soul? Or what exchange shall a man give for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. Then he will render to every man according to his works.